Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I feel like I'm right now in phase two of the awkward spectrum. You know, what I have found in my business is that word of mouth matters a lot more than being tagged on Instagram. Sarah, don't tell her we were alone together. Oh, I know. You went out in public like that to do the showing, so why didn't you take the photo like that? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Hi, Sarah. Hi, guys. It's so great to be back. How are y'all? Back with Sarah. Back again. This is episode 145. And now we're going to talk about your other wheelhouse, photography. Amazing. I can't wait to try to figure out how I can get on here a third time. Like, what's another business (laughs) I could start to get asked back? I actually had a third thing that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm not even joking. (laughs) And maybe we can just kind of work it into this one because I don't know if it would be a whole episode. But I want to focus on niche, niche, whatever way you want to say. Oh it. yeah, and I feel yeah. like you're a very niched photographer, very, very niched, and that's not yes because you focus on elopements, right? Tell us, yes, fine. In case someone chose not to listen to Sarah talk money, why don't you reintroduce yourself <laughs> and tell us who Sarah is? Full context, though. Tell us everything about Sarah so everyone knows who you are. Absolutely. So my name is Sarah Becker. I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I have been a photographer since 2008. I also am a real estate investor and I'm also a financial educator with my company, Becker Talks Money. You can check me out in episode 141 if you skipped it because you were scared. I understand, but let's go back. I'm nice. I'm not going to bite. And I have known Katie and Alyssa for a few years now because I take their branding photos. So if you have ever seen a picture of Katie and Alyssa, you have seen my work and their beautiful faces. Yeah, go check out our Hustle Humbly Instagram and you will see us there. I have a question about that since you just brought it up. And and please yeah. uh, accept my apologies on the front end because I always forget. I've had photographers before that got a little worked up when we didn't tag them every single time we use their photo. And I use obviously your photos all the time without tagging you. And you can tell me the truth, the honest truth. Does it bother you when you don't get tagged? How often do you feel like you want to be tagged? Tell us. It does not bother me at all. I think, I think when people are bothered by it, like I understand why people are bothered by it. Probably if they're just, just starting out, they're trying to make a name for themselves. But you know what I have found in my business is that word of mouth matters a lot more than being tagged on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you know, if someone were to ask you like, Oh, like I'm a real estate, you know, agent in New Orleans and I'd love to get some photos. Do you have any ideas? And you said, no, I have no idea. I'd be like, oh, what about me? But I know that you're going to say Sarah Becker and that matters so much more to me yeah. than a tag. And I'll also say, I mean, this is kind of like a humble brag and I don't mean it to be, but I have had the amazing opportunity to work with so many amazing, amazing business owners. And I get tagged multiple times a day on Instagram. 
And it's a, it can be overwhelming. And I feel bad that I don't always share every picture I'm tagged in because it would just be share, 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 share. Again, I'm very, very hashtag blessed to be in that position. Um, so no, it doesn't bother me. I don't even notice. Um, and you know, sometimes I'll see you post a picture that I took and I'll share it because I'm so excited about it. It looks so good. But yeah, no, that is not something that I, uh, okay. Personally. Thank you. That makes me feel so much better because I have had photographers in the past that made me feel very bad and uncomfortable. Not that I was trying to slight them, but like I forgot or like I just, you know, okay, I get it. But I mean, come on. If if it makes you feel better, I have definitely posted pictures of myself that other photographers have taken and forgot to tag them. Okay. So, I mean, we're human. Like we're all human. But at the same time, we found you because you took our good friend Anna Cornick's pictures and she tagged you. So at the same time, I'm like, well, shoot. That's how we found you. I found you that way. Well, that's Making true, but I'll also by say- having you on the podcast. That's that's right. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I accept your apology. Thank you for the podcast. Humans of New Orleans and greater New Orleans area. This is Sarah. She can take your photos. <laughs> so, See, so episode much one forty one was more like my my thing, money, mm-hmm. and yeah. this episode is. All Katie. Because it's see, like I'm the artsy <laughs> visual person. She's like the money it. retirement person. Back. Yeah. Th- that's amazing. a great question too, because you are one person doing both of these things. So you're very like right brain and left brain. Like yeah. what's happening? What are you? Yes. I consider myself whole brained, um, not left, not right. And I'm also, you know, I'm very ambiverted. People are like, are you an introvert and extrovert? I'm both. Like, I really just like to straddle all the lines of personality. Okay, I love that. And we're not going to mm. dig deep into that. I've never heard ambiverted, but I have heard um, extroverted introvert, which is how I identify. So like, yes. I have a limit, Same. you know, like I love people and I can get out there, but oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, I'm going to need some quiet time and y'all got to get away. From and me. when I hit the limit, it's done. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and I've read, and I, I call it the was. wall. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So let's get, let's talk photography today. So Alyssa, you can just come along yes. for the ride. I'm just here today. She's just here. Yeah, for you're us. just our eye candy today. Um, we are not going to talk about real estate photography, which is a totally different ball game. And I don't think that you take real estate photos. Uh, we will, it is a totally different skill set. Yeah. We, yeah. We will. And it's very um, like regimented and not artistic at all. Very technical. And what we're talking yes. about is branding photos and taking photos that you would use then in maybe your social media content or in your business. Um, I want to start at the very basic. Most people, when they get into real estate, the first thing they say is I need a headshot, right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about headshots because I have some opinions and I want to hear your thoughts on, do you take headshots? What are your thoughts on, you know, business head type headshots and what are some good tips for people Again, you know, I like to ask a lot of questions. I almost feel like headshots and business cards like are in the same family mm-hmm. family yeah, of well, do people do them? Because you need the headshot to put on the business card. But do you even right. really need a business card? No, but you need a headshot yeah. to put on all the websites and, you know, all of your like your email signature. Like, you need a headshot. You yeah. can't just not have one. But OK, Sarah, tell us about do you ever take headshots? Yes, I absolutely take headshots. I also have so many opinions about headshots. Um, I will say you can make headshots feel fun. You can make them feel lively, but there are definitely some things you need to stay away from. So I always tell people like, I don't want to see you wearing a white button down. Like we're not doing that. The, this is not like a school photo, right? You're not wearing a <laughs> uniform. 
I want you to wear something that you, I always tell people like, what, what do you wear when you're meeting a client for the first time? Wear something like that or something you feel comfortable in. Number two, like think out of the box with background. Your background does not need to be white. Like where do you go when you walk your dog? Is your home photogenic? Like let's invite people into your space. One thing I will say is I agree. You don't need a business card, but if you're going to do one anyway, because I have a feeling some of you are, um, something I love to see is instead of like the the box with the photo in it, like to the left and to the right, it's like letter and bloom or whatever. I love when people do a horizontal picture instead. And then the writing is like above, like on top of the photo, like an overlay. Uh-huh. So always ask your photographer to take like multiple, you know, angles, like portrait and landscape, because that's like a nice way to make your headshot look a little less headshotty. Mm-hmm. And then I also like always recommend making eye contact with the camera because this is the first time someone's going to see you and to try to have like that connection connection with them, I think is great. And also, if you know what your ideal client is, if you can do something in your headshot to connect with them, like if you live, you know, Baton Rouge is a college town. If you are an LSU alum and a lot of your, you know, ideal clients are going to be LSU alum, like wear an LSU shirt. That's cute. And also like, you know, connecting with people, I always say like, either show them something they recognize in your headshot. So maybe it's like, a well-known park. Maybe it's, you know, the beautiful government buildings on Government Street in Baton Rouge or invite them into something they don't know that's personal to you, like your school or your home or your office, something like that. What about your dog? Sometimes I see people holding their dog. I like it because I like dogs. Wow. I personally love that. I have honestly not seen that, but I have photographed people. I mean, you know, we mentioned Anna Cornick and her, you know, sadly, dearly departed recently dog, um, Penelope, but we took so many photos of her. Um, and I think that that is a great connection point for people because people love their pets. That makes sense. Now talk to me about poses. Cause I'll tell you what annoys me to no end on business, the crossed arms. I cannot stand the crossed arms because body language, whatever tells you that means I don't, I don't want to work with you. You're closing off. I don't. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's because people don't know what to do with their hands. Here is a word of advice. Your hands are not in your headshot. So it doesn't matter what you do with them. I love hand in pocket. You know why? Because it brings your shoulders back. It relaxes your body. Just put them in your pockets. No one's going to see them. And then it relaxes the top part of your, your headshot space. That's a great tip. Oh, that is Just good. shove your hands in your pocket and stop. You know, um, do you ever back see pockets, front pockets? Doesn't matter. Like Talladega Nights and, and Ricky Bobby's like, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I will say as someone who has also photographed many weddings in her career, you know, men and groomsmen never know what to do with their hands. I mean, that's really why we have bouquets for bridesmaids is to give them something to do. So the struggle is real. I really understand it, but we can push through it together. Okay. So um, the other thing, we have a lot of teams in real estate, like two person teams. So a lot of times you'll see two people on a mm-hmm. card or two people in a photo. And this is the other one that annoys yeah. me when they're back to is back, it back to back with like, the arms crossed, like they're Charlie's angels. Yes. Yeah. Well, it'd be funnier yeah. if we were making like a finger gun, but it's like arms crossed back to back. And I'm like, like, we mean business. I don't like, I don't want to mean business in my photo. I want, I want to mean, Hey, call me, let's talk. Let's be inviting. Yes. Yeah. So very similar to what you talked about, like how, when you cross your arms, it's kind of a closed off position. Like I love like a shoulders together kind of moment where you're both kind of facing a little bit into each other because it shows the body language in between you is comfortable. And then your other shoulders kind of toward the camera. And this is kind of hard to describe. I didn't really think about the audio part. The podcast is not. Um, And I also 
like I, you can be close without looking like it's an engagement photo. I have done so many like team photos and they're like, we don't want to look like we're getting married. Like we're colleagues, you know, but that does not mean that you need to be like standing stiffly next to each other. Okay. I want to tell you the funniest story. So before we started wait. the podcast, we, before we knew you, oh we had a photographer come to Alyssa's house to do our first set of branding photos, right? For our podcast. And did she think you were married? Way. She look, uh, this, our arms are touching right now. She was so, but Alyssa does not like that. And those partner type photos, if you're not super close, it looks weird. Like you have to get kind of close. Correct. Some of the photos, like the photographer's like, put your arm around. The face that she is making is absolutely hilarious. And she's like, why, why don't want to be touched? And please stay away from me. It's not comfortable. I, but I guess my point is that was hilarious to me. And we have come a long way. So you see us now when we're like, okay, fine. If you yeah, need us to good. like we're touch, good. this yeah. is going to be okay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the photographer isn't offended, you should definitely do like a roundup of those photos on your Instagram. I, like as really, it started from the bottom. Now we're here. There's just one where I'm like, I have my arm around her and she really looks like someone is stabbing her. Like the, like, the podcast real, you know, starting the podcast, I had to get used to hearing my voice, seeing me on camera taking photos, taking photos of myself working on my laptop. And it, it was all a whole new world to me. Now yes, it's a lot all at once. Now I have no problems. Yeah, but it, it's fine. To be fair, our listeners, especially new agents are probably like, I'm uncomfortable being photographed. I don't want to that was take oh, yeah. photos in front of my computer or doing stuff. And maybe they want to be present on social media, but they also don't want to put their face in it. And I think there are... Um, just pushing through and doing it over and over again, you just kind of do get used to it. And I think, maybe answer this for me, Sarah. How do you find a good photographer that's going to make you comfortable? How do you know? Like, how um, do you screen? Because we've used different photographers and they are all different. And it, in having someone who makes you laugh or makes you feel comfortable does make the process really a lot easier. Yes, that's a great question. So yeah, for me, word of mouth is always the biggest. Like if you see a photos of an agent and you're like, I like those, ask who did them. I also will say that a lot of photographers are like, I'm an artist. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? Artists don't necessarily want to tell you what to do. They're not going to necessarily tell you how to pose. They're not going to necessarily take control of the situation. I think for branding photos where you need to be directed, you need a type A personality. It's not like a wedding where someone can just sit back and photograph what unfolds. So I would also look for someone that you know is going to be like, I'm going to come fix your hair because it doesn't look good. I'm going to tell you to get Mm -hmm. closer, even though I know you're not going to like it because I know the photo is going to look better. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I'm right now in phase two of the awkward spectrum because now I'm fine taking them, but I'm still not great about sharing them. I'm fine sharing pictures that I'm in with Katie onto our hustle Mm -hmm. page, but all the wonderful headshots, like I was even looking at the ones that you took of us recently. And then we did some separates and I was like, I love these. I have nothing. I know they're so cute. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, if you go to my Instagram, it's always like me, like my face is there occasionally, but in a group setting or doing something out of, you know, doing something, it's not just a posed professional photo. I don't know why it makes me feel strange. Well, that's yeah, okay. okay. So t- how do you overcome yes, and t- it though? You do a good job. Okay. Can I go, Sarah? I'm going to go. Of course. Um, all right. So this 
the reason yeah, why is this all important anyway? Because people have to get to know you because you're providing a service where people are spending time with you. Just like your photographer is providing you a service and they're spending time with you. And if they go to search for you and get to know you online before they hire you, they need to get like a glimpse into that, right? Mm-hmm. So for instance, I recently posted one of the photos Sarah took of me alone, sitting on a bed, reading a book. When was that taken? Oh, Jay and I went to a wedding and I made Sarah come because I wanted to write off the hotel room and it was in Covington. When was this? Uh, October. So I was like, I don't recognize this bed. And Sorry, I Alyssa, been you weren't there, but we thought of you. Sarah, has Sarah don't tell her we were alone together. Oh, I know. But Jay was in the was, other room. Sarah came and took some photos because I literally I wanted to write off the hotel room and it was very expensive. So we took the photos in the hotel room. But I posted one of those photos and... I retold the story, and honestly, I pulled a caption from an old social media post from like two years ago. I retold the story of my name, just the origin of my name. But someone can go now to my social media and be like, oh, what is this? This isn't interesting. I'm going to click here, and I'm going to read about, and and people made so many comments on it. And it's just, if you don't connect with your audience like that, they don't feel like they know you, like you, trust you, and want to use you. And I, I think it's the same. I mean, Sarah, do you share photos of yourself? Do you find it difficult to remember to do that? Yes. Yes, to all the above. I think that practicing helps a lot. Like, the more photos you post of yourself, the more comfortable you're going to feel. Like, I felt that way with reels. Like, I was so uncomfortable when I did my first reels. Like, there's no way I'm going to do this. But now I do them all the time, and they're so fun. And I also would challenge you to think of it kind of like reverse engineer it. Like, who are people that you really connect with on Instagram? Go to their feeds, and you are going to realize that they are post a lot of photos of themselves. It's literally how we connect in this day and age with people. So, that always motivates me to kind of think about like, well, who am I connecting with? I want to make sure that the people who follow me connect with me in that same way. Yeah. And it's hard to look at a picture of yourself and be like, oh, I want to, I don't look at all of them and say, I want to post every one of these. There's a handful, but that's why we take so many (laughs) photos. Why we take so many. Shoot. I'm not posting every single one. 50% are garbage to me. I'm like, I am not sharing these. I don't, and not because you took them because I don't like the way I I know. It's not like, I think that that's important to remember. Yeah. I mean, they all look good because you took a nice photo, but I'm like, oh no, like this angle. Right, is you want to feel confident. Well, we're in what our you're biggest posting. critique. Yeah. yeah, you know, no, of but course. you, you could yeah. share every one of those photos, and the people who follow you would like them and not think there was anything wrong with them. It's total. My, this is totally mindset. Except you, yes. getting through yeah. photography and having it is important because if I, if you go to a real estate agent's feed and all that is in there are just sold, just listed, and houses, mm-hmm. right? I don't know you. I don't, I mean, I know what you do, but I don't say, oh, I got to work with you. Like I know the story of your family or where you live or where you like to hang out or your favorite restaurant. Like I don't know anything about you other than you sold the house down the street. Well, so what? Like it doesn't, doesn't compel anyone to take action. Mm -hmm. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? 
You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> to get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. Yeah. We wrote them and yeah. you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy sarah tell us some common photo mistakes so we talked about a few in reference to headshot but like if you were branding photos or even if you're taking photos of yourself what are some mistakes that people make so I think the biggest mistake is probably not being personal enough, you know, doing kind of like something that's like, oh, it's just on a white background or being too stiff. Um, one tip that I love if you're taking photos of yourself is to actually take a video instead. So like set up your phone on the tripod, take a video, go back, you kind of like do a few little poses. And then once you have the video, you can skim through it and screenshot the poses that you like. I like that's that. also a really good way to yeah, that's also a good way to add movement to photos because I always tell people like that's that's what you want is you want it to feel natural like someone's sitting in the room with you and you know we don't we don't sit in the room with our arms crossed you know um, and if you do that's a that's a bad sign you don't want to hire that real estate agent right no um, so that's a good thing and then I will say the probably the biggest one of mistake is this kind of corny but is not taking them right is not sharing them like as long as you're sharing something like again done is better than perfect like mm -hmm. start somewhere and you can always you will improve over time because practice improves. Yeah. And you just get used to seeing yourself just like you get used to hearing yourself. Mm -hmm. You just, exactly. then you're like, okay, fine. I'm just desensitized to being annoyed about this. Was this just our yes. third or fourth photo shoot that we just did? What it was either our I third think or fourth, but fourth. I will say, With Sarah, mm -hmm. well, oh, together, humbly four, four or five. We, it was the easiest, quickest, smoothest. Mm -hmm. We got the most photos in all different. I mean, we just have it down now. Yeah, it like, does kind yes. of become a science when you, especially if you're working with the same photographer, I believe mm -hmm. that you just kind of get into a rhythm a little bit. And then you know what we need based on what happened last time. So I will say one of my tips before, okay, so let's talk about planning your branding photo shoot, okay? I think that you need to know maybe if you have upcoming content or something that you do all the, Alyssa always takes a photo with her open house sign or with her sold sign because she likes to add it to her post with the houses when she's doing an open house. So that at the end, there's her holding the open house sign. It That's looks very cute. so cute. You could always make that their first photo too, just to get your face in the feet. But it's there. Alyssa's like, I would never, but I agree maybe with Katie. too against it's so in there. Okay, but tell us. <laughs> your thoughts on how to plan for a branding shoot, because I do think that's why it moves a little bit more smoothly. 
Yes, absolutely. Y'all are so good at planning. And I think that that comes to thinking about like your quarterly content calendar. Like what are things you want to be talking about? Obviously that that's going to be different for you guys because you were talking to, you know, your buyers or sellers, but also other real estate agents. But I think for real estate agents kind of thinking about okay, like what neighborhood do you want to be selling and buying in? Well, let's go to the most popular coffee shop there and take some pictures there. You know, to really be thinking about where's your ideal client? Let's go there for the photos. And then making sure that you have a lot of photos kind of like with different, like I love different facial expressions so that no matter what you're talking about, you could like, it's kind of corny, but you could look surprised or you could look excited or, you know, you could look sad and y'all are really good at doing that. Um, and then I can kind of see, I see how you post them. Um, and that also helps as we plan shoots together because I know which pictures you've chosen to use. And that helps me create more photos that are like that. Is it funny to you to like see our hustle humbly posts and how we use the picture for which episode? Yes, I love it. It's so fun for me. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. And we have I to read every single so one. Many pictures toasting because we toast every episode and then yes. want to post that. So we have an asinine number of pictures of us cheersing. Like mm-hmm. it is kind of funny that that's like such a repetitive. So whenever we saw you this time, we had to bring like multiple types of beverages and like that way, cause then we realized it was hard to keep up with the content mm-hmm. because we would just have us toasting that one, you know, champagne glass in like three positions. I'm like, well, nobody wants to see this over and over and over again. So now we're cheersing coffee and we're cheersing like a cold drink and we're cheersing like tea. Like what, what else can you bring? So yeah. let's, let's talk about props. What are some good props for a real estate agent? Like what should they bring to their photo shoot that they'll be able to u- utilize and make them feel and look more natural? Something that I think is really helpful before a branding shoot is to, as you were going about your day, literally take note of the things that you're using. Like, are you using a lockbox? Like, do you have like an emotional support water bottle, Alyssa? Like, are, you know, what are you, (laughs) what are you doing throughout the day? Do you always have a planner with you or are you more of like a phone kind of girl? Like, you know, do you, what do you, what do you have in your purse? Like, what are you carrying around from like client to client? And use those things because really what I like to do, especially in a first branding shoot is think about, okay, what's your ideal day? Let's photograph that day because then you're, you know, you're going to have lots of different moments you can share on social. Okay. Answer this for me. Cause I don't know if I have an opinion or not. Agents are okay. in their car a lot. So sometimes you'll see yeah. agents with photos of them in the car or photos of them on the phone. Cheesy, not cheesy. I mean, can it be good? I think that's real. I think that's like, hey, I'm on the go. I'm working hard for you. Like, I like it. Okay. I think they could be done correctly. But for a long time, people would be like on the cell phone, on their business card. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe not that. Maybe that's like a little too much. But, you know, we also have a quantity issue now that we didn't have five years ago where you just need a lot of images. You know, back then you could be like, oh, I need one image for my business card and one, one image for my website. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, if you're going to post every day, you need 30 images a month. So, yeah. Whoa. And I mean, nobody needs to post 30 times a, uh, 30 every single day, like 30 times a month. No. But you do need probably five to 10 where you can like pop in there and be like on your computer. once or twice a week. Or like sitting on your porch swing. You at least need posting twice a week, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, We kind of talked about what to wear and what not to wear. But let's, let's, is there any other tips on like, is it solids better or patterns? Like what, what do you advise as far as clothing? 
I think it totally depends on like your personality. Like I love to say like, what is your favorite thing to wear? And you don't necessarily have to wear that. If your favorite thing to wear is like your college sweatshirt and it's like ratty and bleach stained. Okay. We're not going to wear that, but maybe we could wear something similar and you want to wear something that is going to help people recognize you. So like if you were wearing a three piece suit in your headshot photo and you show up wearing a t-shirt and jeans to a showing, that's not consistent. Like you need to be photographed wearing what you're going to wear when you meet with clients. So that's one big thing. Um, and then I always, I always think too, that like something that, um, looks good on you is helpful. And when in doubt, like pull your audience. Like I love when I see creative entrepreneurs being like, I have a branding shoot coming up and like, I'm going to, you know, try like, do you like this shirt? Do you like this shirt? Like see what resonates with your audience. And that can go for what to wear, but also even like poses like, man, I would love to see like a few car picks like in an Insta story and be like, do you like these or not? Right. Because everyone's audience is so different and what's going to resonate with them is going to be different. That makes sense. I want to tell a story about branding photos I took before the podcast. Yeah. And it was probably one of the first times I did them for just real estate, you know, as an agent. And I didn't, it was mostly just a few different outfits in different positions. It wasn't like me on the computer or anything that would have been more helpful. Um, but I yeah. wore like a nice Navy shirt or whatever, white shirt. And then I had like a denim jacket on. Okay. Right. Is my favorite. Not now. Cause I have so many more, but at the time I love that picture. I put it on my business card and, and I put it on like my Zillow. And if people saw me like as the lead person here, I am in this denim jacket. And I would ask people, I'm like, what do you think about this photo? They're like, Oh, I love it. And I said, does it make you feel like you want to have a beer with me? Because that's what I want it to be. <laughs> like, do you feel like you want to go for a beer with me? And they're like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, Perfect. And that's how I felt when I, I, I felt like I was comfortable in it. It looked like something I would obviously wear and that it wasn't, it was very approachable, right? Like it was a very approachable outfit. Um, the other thing I don't think people take into account is they like to get very done up in the hair department, but they never show up to their appointments that way. And mm -hmm. I think that is such a good point difficult because then you're like, Oh, here you are like with your full beauty pageant hair. But when you come for showings, you're in a messy bun. Well, you could take a cute photo in a messy bun. Like you don't look bad. You went out in public like that to do the showing. So why didn't you take the photo like that? And I think people really miss the boat on that because they just do their hair. And maybe like I wear glasses. I wouldn't show up for my brand photos with my contacts. In, and then every showing I go to, I wear glasses. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like who are you when you show up? And I think it's really important that we take the pictures looking like who you are when you show up. Yes. That's huge. That's probably the best. Like if you take one thing from this episode, that's the best thing to remember. Okay. I like it. How often would you say people, an agent, a realtor would want their brand photos done? So this is a great question and a really great segue from what we were just talking about, because if you were a person who's changing their look all the time, like if you're done, like if your hair is brunette and then you dye it blonde, it's time for new branding photos. Because again, you want to be showing up how you actually look in your branding photos. But if you're not doing that, I would say every six months is ideal. I totally understand a lot of people do it every year. But when people do it every year, they kind of peter out and or their branding session is really intense and overwhelming because we're having to mm -hmm. cover a lot of things. So I think every six months is a sweet spot for a typical real estate agent. Now I know the three of us shoot together more like once a quarter. And that's necessary because again, you have the podcast, you have other 
other things going on that you need to have content content for. for. Yeah. And it really, it just depends. Like if you were putting out a ton of content as an agent, then you might need to go to quarterly because you've got to pump out so much content. But if you're kind of an average poster um, and you want to make sure your website and your, and everything is up to date, then yes, every six months makes sense to me. Um, Oh, shoot. I was going to ask you something. So I do our Monday posts for the episodes. So I go through all of our branding photos to find the photo that I think is best for that episode. Yeah. And I knew this go round that even if we weren't doing complete outfit changes, we needed a lot of different shirts because I found that I was always looking at what I have posted. Like, what do our squares look like? And I didn't want that purple shirt showing up all the time. So much, yeah. And so we brought a lot of different shirts this last session where we were just changing just to change it up. And we changed all the time and it was so smart. All the time. It was so helpful. Yeah. And I think it's also helpful when you're going to a location that has, like we went to a coffee shop and we did some inside and we did some outside and there was a white wall next to the building next door and we did some there. Like try to utilize mm-hmm. all the space that you're in. Like if you do it in a house, take some in the living room, take some in the kitchen, take some at the front door. Like I think that um being quick and moving from place to place, even if you're wearing the same shirt or you're just changing the shirt three times and moving around the facility or if you can do two locations, even better, uh, which brings up my next question. How many outfits do you think is the the right answer. Is there a right answer? What is your thought? I don't think there's a right answer. I think that you should always ask your photographer, how many photos am I going to get from this session? Because when we shoot together, we shoot a lot. I probably am in a top percentile of how many photos I actually deliver. So I think it's really important to plan accordingly to your photographer, how many photos they're going to deliver. Um, but I agree with Alyssa. Like again, the more shirts, tops that you can switch out. And again, like kind of how we did it this last time, it was really easy for y'all just to switch your shirt. So we were able to like, kind of keep going, keep going. The more you can plan ahead, the better. Okay. And I think that kind of thing. this is a great point too. If you can be prepared for your photographer for some still shot items that they can do while you're making that um, outfit change. So do they want just to take a picture of your computer or just your phone? Or do you have like some brand categories? Like, are you always drinking coffee or wine? Or like, can they take pictures of th- that? somewhere while you're doing the the outfit change and then you just end up with a few extra photos that you aren't in but that would be helpful for your brand absolutely yeah i think that any props that you're bringing you should absolutely get still photos of those and that's a great use of of your photographer's time i mean i don't think i stopped shooting at all this last time even though y'all were changing multiple times there was always something else to shoot and Alyssa, to your point that kind of helps break up the feed to have some still photos that don't all have to be photos of you or photos Mm -hmm. of you in action um and again like when it comes to outfits i also think it depends on how often you're doing them i mean i've had a couple clients in the past where i shot for them every single month so if that's the case you really only need two to three tops, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you're going to do, you know, if you're going to do like a three to four hour branding shoot once a year, you better bring 12 tops. <laughs> what else do you feel like people can do to help make your job easier when they show up for branding photos? That's a great question. I think, again, planning things out is so helpful for me. But again, it's very individual to each photographer. Like some photographers are more like fly by night or fly by the side of their pants or whatever. I'm not. I love to have like a schedule. And then I also think that being willing to like take any kind of photo is helpful. Like to 
to know that like this is all an experiment. And so not to get too in your head about it, to know that there some photos are going to work, some photos aren't. But to have that kind of outlook can give your photographer the confidence to try some things they may not normally try. And normally those are some of my favorite photos. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. How long it should, or is it just really varied by like time-wise, how long is a branding session typically? Is it, is there not an answer? Is it photographer dependent? Our last I think one that, was long and I needed snacks. That's true. Yeah. I think that the last one we did was right at two hours. I think people peter out at 90 minutes. So 90 I minutes. really think thinking about it in 90 minute blocks, 90 minute increments. And, you know, in the future, um, we could do like a 90 minute morning session, break, have some lunch, do a 90 minute afternoon, something like that. Um, so I'm not saying you need to limit for 90 minutes, but like at 90 minutes, People need a break. Yeah, People need much. a snack. Photographers included. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of time to be smiling and posing. It's and, a lot of time. Yeah. Right. And like you're saying too, if you're only doing it, like, let's say once a year and it's a longer, like, what if you're having a bad day? What if you're having a bad hair day? What if like, you're not feeling your bad? Like, it's not like you can just automatically yeah. show up and be like, I'm ready to smile. And I'm feeling so great today. Like sometimes you don't feel great. And so the more frequently you take them, the less you have to worry about that because you have to put so much pressure on yourself. People put a lot yes. of pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I think my, as a photographer, like my ideal schedule would be like 90 minutes every quarter. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's a good, good goal. I think it's a nice rule of thumb. Okay. So we didn't really get deep into props to spe- specific props, but can we talk props and poses? Like I think a laptop, right? Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about like what you use every day, but for any mm-hmm. agent or any business, like you need your laptop and you need to be t- photographed in front of it, behind it, side, whatever, like all the positions, um, some type of beverage in your hand, I feel like is always natural and helpful. Mm-hmm. What are some other like go-tos like that you would say, okay, well, what about this? What about this? Not just the stuff you use every day or maybe the stuff you use every day. Yeah. So I love something that you could um, overlay text on later. So whether that's like a stack of books that you're carrying or a notebook you're writing in, like, I think that that can be super helpful. Um, We have not really done this with the two of you because you have each other, but I love another person as a prop, like to be able to like walk someone through a house or like meet that person for coffee and have like some interactive photos, I think is great because then it helps people... Yeah, it helps people mentally put themselves in that other person's shoes to see Do how you're you interacting with them. Face or is it like they're I think it should be all I think it should be all. I mean, again, I shoot a lot, but I think it should be, yeah, close-ups of both of your hands having a coffee, like oh, leading someone into a house, but it's from the back of them, but like their faces, you're explaining something to them. Like it could be, it's kind of like a little um, enactment of what yeah. a showing would be. I love that. I also love like an open house enactment. So, you know, what do you do to prepare for an open house? I know Katie, you and I have done that. Like, are you going to put flowers out? Well, let's get those flowers. Let's cut the stems. Let's put them in the vase. Like, are you going to bake the cookies? Are you going to light the candle? Like things like that, I think are also really helpful. The more things you can do to show an action, like obviously we all need the computer shot, but the computer shot is kind of a bummer because it's really like only your fingers are moving. Like the more action you can show, like ooh, and, um, for staging, I love, again, back to the car photo, I love people putting things in the back of their car, people taking things oh, out of the back of their car. Again, action, action, because what you're trying to show is how hard you're going to work for these people, <laughs> these people that are going to hire you. That makes total sense though. It does. Yeah. Um, I want to talk also about, you're going to love this. So it's kind of a running joke in the real estate field that realtors would get a headshot when they started, and then they would continue to use said headshot for 
20 to 15 decade. years, decades, decade. and never change it. And when yeah. I talk about showing up with a different hairstyle, these people showed up in another decade, like different gray decade. hair, like, and, and it's like a joke. And I think it's so funny because I feel like we're getting past it now. Like the younger generation of realtors are like, well, I need current Updated. photos. But when I got in, there were lots of agents that you go meet at closing and be like, what? That's you? Yes. Like, there's, they just kept using I've had that experience as a buyer. Okay. And how did that make you feel as a buyer? Very disoriented. <laughs> yeah. It's confusing. So I think it's, it's just a case for making your photos be current. It's so funny because I was recently thinking about adding some like highlights to my hair because I, I am getting some grays and I have dark hair. So they like shine in the sun. But then I was like, but then do I have to evaluate all my photos? You know, and is this going to change? I mean, I don't know. I was kind of over. I don't know. You were over highlights. Yeah, I don't think highlights mean you have to evaluate all your photos. But like, if you, you know, I tell people if you lose a hundred pounds and chop your hair, then it's time. Yeah, well, or like go blonde. We've even taken photos while Alyssa was pregnant, and I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want to not yes. use the photos, so you kind of have to be mindful of more like waist up or yeah. like well, she was holding books in front of her stomach yeah. or like you don't you don't want to get yeah. stuck with photos. Opening a fridge, opening a car door, yeah, <laughs> opening the car door, yeah, like doing something like that. Okay, can we talk a little bit about? In the interim, so like, let's say you're getting brand photos once a year or twice a year. What are some tips for for agents to take their own photos? Like if they need to take some photos or like if they're having a friend, they're partnering up and taking some photos in between. What are some good like pieces of advice? I love the video. That makes total sense. Um, but are there any other like tips if you're taking photos on your own? Yes. Okay. So I love the video trick. Also lighting, 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 like put yourself in flattering light, put yourself in daylight. Um, I know a lot of like influencers use a ring light that is not great for photos, like make it daytime, make it natural light. That's a huge thing as far. And then if you're doing them like on your iPhone and you want to edit, I will say find a couple presets that you really like and then edit consistently for your feed. I've mm-hmm. even um, created some mobile presets for clients that are like, oh, I'm taking photos in between. I like them to look like your photos that can oh. kind of help make it more consistent. Um, so I, I like think that. that that's huge. Yeah. And then I also think that, again, just showing up, just doing it is the most important thing. It does not have to be perfect. If you really feel like this is not a strength of yours, I always tell people black and white it, make them black and white. You know, don't have to worry about like the color contrast or anything weird coming in. And you can use your professional photos for the color. That makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you do presets, are you just using Adobe Lightroom, the mobile version or I, yes, I love Lightroom, the mobile version, but there are, I mean, I I have people who use Afterlight and really like it again. Like I know we talked about this in episode 141, obviously in a different context, but like the best system is the one that works for you. So like, which app do you like? Try out a couple of them. I like Lightroom, but of course I do because I use Adobe Lightroom on my computer to edit everyone's photos. So I'm familiar with the vernacular and like, you know, how, to do the presets. But again, anything works as long as it's consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people literally will just go into the photo app and up the exposure, up the contrast, and they're good to go. Yeah. And they just do that for every photo. I love it. Interesting. Makes sense. All right. What about any equipment that would make photogra- photographing yourself easier? Is there? Is it worth it? Is a there a clicker? Any- I do. Ha- I have a clicker. Oh. 
I love I love a clicker. I love a tripod. You can get both those things for twenty five bucks on Amazon. You yeah. know, so that's not a huge investment. Um, and you know, for me personally. I feel more comfortable taking my own photos in that sense than like asking my husband to take a photo because then I just feel weird. I feel we don't all have great way. Instagram partners. Yeah, you know. So I, I think take it myself and just like hit the clicker button then and then ask my husband abs- to do like twenty photos until I'm like, okay, that one's good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, I think that that I think that that can really help. Alyssa, do you have any other questions about photography? I do not. <laughs> Do you feel like you have learned some helpful tips? Yeah, I think it's funny how even this goes back to mindset and just feeling confident to you, like you are your business. So you put yourself out there so that people know you. And if you're, if you're a secret agent, that's because they don't know you. They don't know you. Like you have to, it's very important that they know you. And if they don't know you, they're not going to choose you. And it is that serious. I think photography is that serious. Like if they can't see you, if they don't know anything about you, then maybe they're just going to pick the agent that they do know because they need to connect. This is a big deal. They don't want to talk to you about all this very personal information and and very important decision, and they don't know anything about you. So I think brand photos are actually very important Mm -hmm. and vital in your business. And um, I think all of this was super helpful. Yes, very helpful. Any parting words, Sarah Becker, the photographer, before we do our (laughs) toast? Yes, absolutely. I would just say, again, done is better than perfect. Try it. Do it. The more you do it, the better you're going to feel about it. And the more people you'll be able to connect with and will be able to find you, which is what it's all about. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think the tip of just going through your normal day and imagining what do you do? Yes. Get some photos of that. Use those props. Makes perfect sense. Yes. And you know, this is not real estate agent specific, but this is a great uh, tip of advice. Um, I was listening to, to a podcast and someone was saying, you know, I like to show up on Instagram stories throughout the day. And so I just set my alarm for every hour, every 60 minutes it goes off and I share what I'm doing. That's a lot. You don't need to do that as a real estate agent, but as you're thinking about what things to share, do that for one day and then just jot down what you're doing. That's a great way to prep for a branding shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Let's do a toast. Okay. Um, today's toast comes to us from Deborah Blowers. I am brand new, but would like to make a toast to my broker who is sharing a listing with me so I can learn and has been patiently answering my mountains of questions. That's cute. Her name is Kathleen and they are in central Ohio. Oh my gosh. Okay. So cheers to Kathleen and, and cheers, cheers. Congrats to Deborah for getting started and and Kathleen's taking her under her wing. I like it. That's so nice. That is nice. Okay, Sarah, tell the people where to find you before we leave, but in case they didn't listen last time. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Becker Photo or on the internet at SarahBeckerPhoto.com. I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for being here again. Um, you are welcome. Thank you, Alyssa. I can't wait for our third time together. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way. We're going to niche it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk. We're going to niche it. We're going to niche it. I love it. Okay. Goodbye, friend. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly podcast. If you have an episode topic or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.